Welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. If you're new here, I'm Helen. I'm a confidence and business mentor for women, and my whole purpose is to help you clear out any mental or spiritual blocks that are keeping you from leading the most happy, fulfilling, successful life that you could possibly lead. This podcast is about activating our highest potential, healing in mind, body, and spirit, and above all, holding space for our humanity as we explore the depths of what it means to be human. All right, let's get right into this one. I have been so excited to share this episode with you for quite some time, and it's really been about timing for me to hop on the mic and talk about this subject of overcoming people-pleasing and embracing and setting healthy boundaries. Because to be honest, there were some conversations that I needed to have, lessons that I needed to integrate with other people in my life who I love, and also with myself. So we're going to be talking about all the ins and outs and the the emotional aspect of what it means to be a recovering people pleaser, as most of us are, and you know how to practice forgiveness with ourselves. And it really comes down to great communication. Like how can we communicate with the people that we have in our lives in a way that is rooted in love, honesty, while also, you know, kind of releasing the experience of the other person while we come from a place of love, because I think that's what holds me back. And I think a lot of us back when we're faced with the difficulty of expressing ourselves in pressurized environments, if you will. Okay, so let's just talk about the basics here. I think, especially as women, it's really... We've really been trained to put ourselves second in so many cases or to mold ourselves and to change ourselves into iterations of self that are going to be deemed accessible and acceptable by societies. And I think a lot of us grew up being taught to be good girls and to listen and to not make too much noise, to not be too loud, to not be too dramatic. And I also think that our parents' generation, um, I'm just about to turn 30, so the generation above me, my parents' generation at least, you know, they didn't communicate perhaps as much as we do now about our emotions and our emotional well-being. So I think there is kind of a newness to this discussion around expressing ourselves more fully, more authentically, and more vibrantly that wasn't really talked about in the past that much. I think suppression a little bit and like kind of not rocking the boat was more common. But now in this day and age, we're realizing how important mental health is and how important it is to express ourselves, ask for help when we need it and to seek understanding on a deeper level. So things don't get pushed down and they don't explode down the line or that we don't carry generational trauma, for example, through to the other generation. So this is why we're learning perhaps in a new way that we weren't taught how to communicate more effectively. And let me just tell you, in my experience, it's been a little rocky. I've had, just like all of us had um, over, over the years and the decades, a lot of times where I've needed to set a boundary with somebody or to express how I feel. And I'll be the first to say, I have not always been graceful with that. So now my intention is to learn how to be more kind with difficult conversations and I still have learning to do, but also to not feel guilty about speaking up for myself, for asking for what I need and 
let's just preface this by saying as well, we're talking a lot about other people at the moment, but I think when we're talking about boundaries, this is all about your relationship with yourself. A boundary has nothing really to do with the other person. It has to be about how far you're willing to go in your internal experience in your world. You know, use drinking as an example. When you tell your buddies that, okay, we're going to a concert tonight, but I'm not going to drink. That's not a boundary with them. That's a boundary with yourself that you're just expressing so that they can have uh, expectations of you that make sense. So that's just an example. Another example of setting a boundary, you know, is maybe with somebody that you're dating, like, I'm not going to sleep with you until we know each other a little bit better. That's not a boundary even with them. That's a boundary with yourself and your standards and how you're willing and ready to open up energetically and physically at a certain point. Uh, With family, telling somebody that you love like, hey, it doesn't feel good when this happens. That's not about changing them. It's about saying, this is how I'm going to respond to that if that happens. And here's how I'm going to react. So I want to prepare you for that. So it really comes back to this relationship with ourselves. So I think when we understand that, we can release a lot of the guilt around, oh, I'm a bad person. I'm going to make this other person uncomfortable. So I might as well just stay quiet because what happens when we do that is we suppress and that is what builds resentment. If we don't express ourselves and we don't authentically say, hey, this is my current experience. Let's collaborate on this um, so that we can understand one another better resentment breeds and we we have all of these denser emotions that don't get cleared out we've got to move this energy through the body i've really realized like we really have to move it through talking about it through journaling about it through exercise you know it's like the the energy of chi it's got to move that energy has to move through our body um just like water flowing through the body the more that this these emotions and these denser experiences stay stagnant and they don't get cleared that's where i believe disease builds in the body and this is where we really run into problems with our deeper relationships and with ourselves and with our confidence so this is all really important so with that all in mind i just want to remind you that the kindest and most helpful thing that you can do for everyone in your circle is to truly stand tall in your authenticity and use your voice to kindly and pointedly express yourself. Otherwise, we end up misleading people and we get ourselves into this realm of miscommunication and self-doubt, to be honest. So the, the other layer, which we'll get into a little bit, is about trusting ourselves, trusting ourselves to make the right decision, trusting that we're good people so that when these moments happen where we do need to speak up for ourselves, we can trust that we're going to say the right thing. Um, Secondly, I know boundary can be such a scary word and it doesn't have to be such a scary word. And I would invite us to even reframe the word boundary to something like sovereignty or self-compassion so that the concept of a boundary can be more grounded and peaceful and as a result, inclusive of everybody. So I do have, you know what? I always do this, don't I? I have some five pointers. (laughs) I think it helps sometimes to break it down into like five sections, but let's just get into these five pointers that will help us to overcome people pleasing and really set healthier boundaries. So the first thing we want to do here when we're getting ready to set a healthy boundary and release guilt around doing so is to really reflect on our values and needs. So this is what boils down to is, is clarity. What kind of clarity do you need to have about your own values and needs? And this is about assessing the reason why 
you're even having a conversation or why you're setting a boundary in the first place. So take some time to reflect on what truly matters to you, what the ideal outcome of the particular situation is. Notice what's going to bring you joy on the other side of this and also acknowledge what's been draining your energy about a particular circumstance. And by understanding these desires that you have and your aspirations and goals, you can start aligning your actions and your choices and the words that you use with your authentic self. And again, prioritizing this, prioritizing your well-being is not selfish. It's really necessary for your growth, your personal growth and your happiness, which is going to become a ripple effect to everyone around you. You know, when you're healthy, when you're happy, when you're growing, that has an effect on everybody in your circle. So it doesn't do anybody any good for you to suppress and push down and go in the opposite direction. So think about the concept of putting on your own oxygen mask before assisting others. (laughs) If you suffocate, you're not going to be able to help anybody else breathe. So it's really important to remember that this is all for greater happiness for yourself and other people. And from this place, from this place of self-responsibility, you're not going to be unkind in most cases. Hopefully not. Sometimes it's, it's so easy to get triggered when things are difficult, but if we come from this place of groundedness first, it can lead to a much better result. So it's not always a perfect, you know, run of the mill. And I'm still working on this for sure. Just getting really grounded and really centered and really calm before having a difficult conversation or setting a boundary with somebody. I mean, guys, even as we talk about boundaries in business, like for example, if you're raising your rates, um, with a client or your business is evolving and changing and you need to communicate this to somebody and maybe they're not going to be happy or you're afraid of what they're going to say about it. Like that's okay. So this is where we really are developing resilience and tenacity and trust in ourselves and starting to flex this muscle so that we can continue to grow because thinking, thinking about it from a business perspective, if, if I have, you know, a new rate, which I've raised my rates in the last year, um, as I've gotten more educated and I've had more experience under my belt and I've had to learn to really trust that it's the right decision for my clients and myself, and then just own it, own it and know that it's a good thing and it's the right thing to do. And I just bring this up because I know it's a, a common experience for every person running a personal brand or their own business is these things come up as we up level, we have to step out of our comfort zones time and time again, and, you know, set personal boundaries with ourselves around what we're going to accept and how we're going to shift. So I hope that makes sense. Okay. So that first point is really about reflecting on your values and your needs and understanding why you need to set the boundary in the first place. Yeah. Second really comes back to people pleasing. It's challenging the need for approval as people pleasers and recovering people pleasers. Um, it's so common that we have sought validation and approval from other people. It's so human, right? But when we do this, what happens is we put our own needs on the back burner. And we put somebody else on a pedestal. We say, well, it's better to make them feel good. I'll just take the the beating. I'll feel worse if it means they're going to be comfortable. And it's really self-sacrificing. And it might seem like a fix in the moment, but it's a band-aid for a much deeper wound. So you might as well rip the band-aid off so that both of you or you in the situation can heal. Um, so it's essential that you can 
You can also recognize that you can't control how others are going to perceive or react to you. So once you are coming from that grounded place, once you're coming from a place of clarity and understanding about the the optimistic outcome that you desire, there comes a point of surrender where you've got to let go of how the other person is going to respond to you and let them have their own experience. Give them permission to have their own experience too. If they need to throw a tantrum, if they need to cry, if they if they're mad, like that's in their zone. And you can certainly comfort them and and work on helping them understand like, I love you. This is for both of us to grow and um, I really care about you. Um, But you also have to surrender and let them have their own experience because everybody's at different levels and they, everybody has a different story and a different understanding that's their truth. So we've got to let our, all of the people in the, you know, scenario have that self-responsibility and self-reliance for themselves. So this comes back to trying to be as kind as possible when delivering this so that we don't inflict harm on another person. Um, and that's always, that's definitely a challenge as we're navigating very emotional subject matter, uh, perhaps, but really important so that, you know, pain can be minimized for sure. But this is all to say, if we can release the need for approval and constant affirmation and focus on self-acceptance instead, it's going to alleviate so much of this pain and it's going to keep you in a state of calm and keep your heart rate <laughs> low and you're breathing easy in those potentially triggering environments. Does this sound like you? You've hit a plateau in life, but just don't know where to turn. It's like, you know, you're ready to feel better, but how do you do that? I know what that feels like to basically throw everything at the wall without getting results, feeling frustrated with trying yoga, breath work, journaling, exercising, even therapy, but nothing seems to help. That was me five years ago. And if you're like me, you're ambitious, you're ready and willing to change. You know that it's possible to lead a happy and fulfilling life. And you know that you could feel confident, but you just don't know where to start. This is exactly why I offer the confidence mentorship. Our work together is to bring loving awareness to those limiting beliefs and alchemize them so that you can finally step into the woman you've always known you could be and bring you back home to yourself. What I love about this 16 week program is that we initiate huge action in your life to help you evolve into your highest self at 10x speed. It has been absolutely amazing to see my clients literally quantum leap from week to week. So if this feels like a full body, yes, you can book a free clarity call with me. The link is in the description below and I'm so excited to get to know you. Thanks for listening. Back to the episode. Just reminding yourself that your worth is not dependent on somebody else's opinion and that it's perfectly acceptable to prioritize your own happiness and fulfillment. And I think that's what life is all about, right? Is finding as perhaps not happiness. I like to think of the purpose of life really being more rooted in fulfillment because fulfillment means, yep, we're going to have challenges. We're going to be asked to grow. It's not all going to be flowers and daisies and, um, nor should it be, you know, where I think we're on this planet to learn how to overcome challenge, to build resiliency and to get our, to know ourselves more deeply. So when we remind ourselves that the goal of life, the bigger picture here is fulfillment and hopefully more peace along the way, we can stop self-sabotaging so much and work on our self-acceptance there. So second point there is challenging the need for approval and releasing and surrendering control of how others are going to perceive or react to you. Okay. Third here, perhaps most important as it comes to communication is practicing assertiveness. 
let's not confuse assertiveness with aggression. Something that I'm really working on here is practicing assertiveness with more compassion and more gentleness. So this is really, really the key to setting a boundary. This is where really good communication comes in hand. So I I bet you guys have heard a therapist say this, or, you know, pretty much anybody in the healing world say this, how to communicate your experience when you're, when you're dealing with somebody who's either combative or, or you're having an issue with is to, again, return to yourself, return to your own experience and take responsibility for yourself. So that looks like saying something like, I feel blank when blank happens. For example, I feel sad when you turn away and ignore me when I'm trying to express myself. And it would feel so much better if I could have eye contact with you and, um, and have you affirm that you're hearing what I'm saying or something like that. That's just a little example. Or, you know, if you're setting a boundary with yourself and let's use alcohol as an example, I feel anxious when I drink. (laughs) So that's kind of taking responsibility for how you feel in a certain environment and how you can even tell your friends, your buddies, Hey, I'm not going to drink tonight because I feel anxious when I drink. So I'm going to do blank. That's a lot more effective than putting the blame outside of yourself onto another person or onto another circumstance with statements like, well, you did this, so you're hurting me or like, you know, you did this and you're attacking me or, you know, again, bringing it back to, I feel this way, like taking responsibility for how you feel. And of course you can let somebody else know how their actions have affected you. But at the end of the day, you've got to be able to say, yep, these actions affected me and I'm going to take responsibility for the healing. But you can certainly say to somebody, I hope that this will deepen our relationship by giving you a broader understanding of how these actions affected me. And if we're, if our relationship is going to flourish down the line, this is what I'm going to need to feel safer. And you can either meet me there or not. Yeah. Um, so in terms of that, then we, we've got to be okay with saying no when something doesn't feel right for us. For example, if someone's really pushing you to do something and you don't want to do it, knowing that no is a full sentence and it's okay and it's deeply necessary for yourself and it's also going to help the other person that keeps trying to push that boundary with you and test you basically because they need to have you know an education and a lesson perhaps in how far they can push people and you've also got to learn that lesson of accepting yourself for drawing a line in a in a circumstance that feels unhealthy or unsafe for you so Remember that setting that boundary, saying no, is not rejecting somebody else. It's an act of self-care and self-preservation. So if you need to say, nope, I'm not going to that event, or nope, I'm not uh, drinking tonight, or nope, I'm not going to sleep with that person, or nope, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do so-and-so, um, that's an act of self-care. It has really nothing to do with the other person. So by expressing your limits, you really create a healthier space for more balance in your life and more harmony. So that's our third point there, practicing assertiveness and how to practice that by using statements that relate directly to your experience. I feel like this when this happens. Yeah, and communicating that. 
The fourth point here is really about learning how to manage discomfort because it's not comfortable to have discussions that are triggering or where we, if we're ever talking about needing to set a boundary or overcoming people pleasing or putting ourselves first, it's it's usually not comfortable because most of us haven't prioritized ourselves for so long or we've been taught to not rock the boat or we're afraid of the repercussions that are gonna happen if we speak up for ourselves and we've been comfortable for so long. So why would we try to change that? It's scary, right? So this is this is where we have to remember that growth lies on the other side of discomfort. And we were really asked to take a trust fall with the universe and, and let ourselves know, I trust you, I've got you. and this is where it's important to really think about your why think about your perfect outcome you know think about your heaven on earth think about what is the ideal outcome of having this conversation and setting this boundary so that you can remind yourself that growth is on the other side of this and this is the direction that you're going and it's not pointless you're not just you know yelling at a wall here it's like these are important things to to do for your evolution and so that you can keep learning and growing and If you're feeling like you're going to disappoint other people and conflict feels really scary, I think that's a key word to focus in on disappointment. If you feel like you're going to disappoint somebody else, just remember to keep coming back to this is going to help all of us by prioritizing my happiness and well-being truly from a place of authenticity. It's going to have a ripple effect. And if it actually does push somebody away, they're not meant to be in your world for forever. Some people come to our lives. Most people come into our lives for shorter periods of time. They come and go. Um, And there are, of course, these beautiful relationships like family or long-term friendships where we're almost in like marriages with people for a lifetime. And that's really beautiful too. That's another set of lessons is learning how to stick with it when things get really hard. But in other cases, if we're if we're facing more kind of frivolous things, remembering that not everybody is going to be in your life for forever. And if somebody really has a problem with one of your boundaries or how far you're willing to stretch yourself or what you're willing to do or what you're willing to be, if they really don't believe that you are deserving of happiness, basically is what it comes down to. You got to ask yourself if that's somebody that you really want in your life anyways. So embrace the temporary unease Um, of the conflict and remember that there's a bigger picture here so if you can just get through the temporary discomfort for the long-term reward which is basically such a life lesson isn't it if we can just relinquish the immediate satisfaction of something and get over kind of the temporary pain of something um, conversely we get led to such a, a great result at the end of this so over time also as you witness what you have done and how you have prioritized yourself, you're going to start to see positive changes in your relationships and your self-esteem. And that discomfort is going to start to diminish. And this is not bad or wrong. Okay. I think so many of us are afraid of just being bad people. Um, And this is where it's really important to work on your self-esteem, your confidence, and really hype yourself up before, before having these conversations, for example. Okay. Fifth and final, pretty much, 
is that this is cultivating self-compassion and practicing self-care, like I just mentioned. Um, And this is an ongoing process for life. So really try to be patient with yourself as you unlearn these old patterns and you develop new ones. The first time that you speak up with yourself, with a particular person or the first time that you ask for something different in a job or you're working on a negotiation or you're setting any kind of boundary, it's going to be more difficult the first time you do it. So give yourself some grace. Be patient with yourself because it's a practice to prioritize yourself. You're unlearning years and years and years of staying small in most cases. You know, so treat yourself with that kindness, celebrate your small victories, really take a look at what went well, be gentle with yourself during the setbacks and be very honest with yourself. If you can reflect on a situation where you had, uh, had to set a boundary or had a difficult conversation with somebody, be honest, ask yourself, is there any way I could have improved on that? Like, could I do that differently going forward? Was there room for more kindness? Could I have listened more to the other person perhaps like how could how could you even redo that and don't think about that as something bad about you there's just like enter as a curious explorer with yourself and with your experience and set the intention that every time forward you're going to get better and better at this but we're all kind of fledglings here learning how to communicate So this also goes along with cultivating a lifestyle that's going to feel nourishing and support your well-being so that when these times do come up, these challenges do come up, that you feel like you can trust yourself more because you've been proving to yourself time and time again that you love yourself. Excuse me. So that looks like meditating, engaging in the hobbies that you love, journaling, talking to somebody, you know, I think we all know what these look like, these self-care activities, really making sure that that's part of your daily ritual. This is honestly why it is really important to have either a morning routine, an evening routine, or both ideally, where you can really unwind and ground and tap into yourself so that you're not bypassing these, these key parts of self and you can, you can really deepen your love for yourself so that you've got your back. You've got your own back. That's, this is what it's all about. Having your own back, putting your oxygen mask on first. Yes. Okay. Bonus tip. Maybe you guys have heard me say this before, but before you have a difficult conversation with somebody, ask yourself these three questions. Number one, is it true? Number two, is it kind? Number three, is it necessary? Is it true? Is it kind? And is it necessary? From that place, you can very rarely go wrong because that place is compassionate, it's clear, and it's grounded. So is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? And let's think about that in everything that we do. Before we send an email out, before we post on social media, before we get all you know, razzed up about something or we want to, you know, kind of make a comeback at somebody or you know what I mean, where we, when we're thinking about conflict avoidance, let's just ask ourselves these questions. True, kind, and necessary. Those are the pillars there. Okay, guys, you know, I think to wrap this up, this is about courage. This is about bravery. This is about cultivating confidence and working on your self-esteem so that you can have healthier relationships with yourself, with everybody around you, with certain habits, setting healthy boundaries and releasing people pleasing to prioritize your well-being. Um, It's just so important. And it's a lifelong journey, I think, for most of us. And 
hopefully it just gets easier and easier and easier over time. So thank you all so much for being here with me today. We've got really, you know, beautiful astrological week coming up actually. But when I see you next, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm going to be 30 years old next time I see you. And on the 17th, July 17th is my birthday. And we've got the nodes shifting. The um, north and south nodes are going to be shifting into Aries and Libra. And I've written a whole blog post on that. I'm going to send out a newsletter on it. So just keep your eye on uh, on my emails because I'm going to send out a little report on that. Probably do an Instagram post. And then we've got um, our new moon in Cancer coming up. So really interesting astrological energy to work with. Head over to the blog to learn more about that. And thank you for tuning in. I love you so much. And I'll talk to you on the next one.